Hello, and welcome to Locksmith Talk with Aloha. I'm your podcast host, William Link. Today's episode's title is Social Media for the Security Professional. The description of this episode is another of the young guns of the industry discusses social media and its potential and impact in a growing business in today's world. Our guest is Wayne Winton. Let me tell you a little bit about Wayne first. Wayne Winton is a 38-year-old locksmith business owner of Tri-County Locksmith Service in Gledwood Springs, Colorado. Specializing in safe opening, safe moving, electronic access, and commercial hardware installation. He became a social media expert through trial and error by having to get his business ranking at the top of Google in order to be competitive and remain at the top of the ranking. In his local area, Wayne simply took the information that he needed along the way and shared that information with others in order to help them reach their ranking goals. Wayne makes certain to interact with all new social media platforms and profiles in order to stay current on all the different systems and make sure that his company has the widest presence possible across social media. He has been teaching social media classes for the industry for the past five years. So Wayne, welcome, and how are you doing today? Why, hello, thank you for having me. I'm doing fantastic today. Wonderful. Well, let's get right into the the grid of what we are talking about. So Wayne, what are the costs and options for me as a locksmith to start utilizing social media for my business? That's a great question. Um, We can start off with, you, you can actually, choose your own budget and you can you can go you can spend anything from zero dollars you can do it a hundred percent completely free uh, to to pretty much a an unlimited budget uh, you can spend as much as you want to with it the approach that I take to it is I try to start out with the free posts and see what gets the most interaction based off of those free posts and then we'll take the ones that perform the best and we'll do what's called a post boost, which mm-hmm. means that you then pay for that ad to get placed in a target audience's newsfeed. So you can, it, it really gives you a lot of tools and a lot of dynamic. If we think back to the old days when you used to just get your, your phone book ad, you know, you pay you pay your money monthly. You have a big, mm-hmm. huge chunk up front, and then you get your your ad. And whether you're on vacation or not, it's still running. The phones. It doesn't matter whether the phone's ringing, and you can take those calls or not. You can actually shut down your ads when you're not available to service them, and you can turn them back on. Uh, you can set your own budget. So if you were spending, let's say you were spending five thousand dollars a year with traditional ads, newspaper, print, phone book, et cetera, uh, you could transition that and you can say, okay, well, I want to take a little bit of that. I want to split that in half and I want to spend this much. I want to spend you know, $1,000 on social media ads. You can set that budget and your ads, your, your campaign will not go above that budget. So it's very, it's very flexible to the trained user. Now it it can be a little difficult and a little frustrating to get started with that process 
However, once you are familiar with it, it is a very nice, smooth, easy, streamlined process. And it's very easy to place ads, turn ad campaigns on, turn them off and utilize them as you need them. Well, let me ask you this, Wayne. Uh, for a locksmith that may never have done this, doesn't know a lot about social media, I heard you say your budget could be zero to 500. Let's say someone's a little leery because they have never done it. They don't know what to do. And their budget idea is zero. That sounds real good to them. How do you get started with a zero budget, at least to get started? Okay. The very first thing that a business needs to do or a person needs to do is you have to realize that you will be setting up two separate individual accounts. You have to have a personal account that is directed, set up directly towards you as the individual. So I have a Wayne Winton account on Facebook. For example, Facebook's going to be one of the most easy, user-friendly uh, platforms that most people are familiar with. I believe mm -hmm. Facebook is the only app in the world that actually comes pre-programmed on almost any new phone. So there's billions of users. It's the number one social media platform in the world right now. Right. It's practically www.2.0. You've got Google and you've got Facebook, to be perfectly honest, uh, as far mm -hmm. as I can tell right now. So once you build your personal account with Facebook, and some people may already have that account set up, you would then go in to your personal account and you would create a business. It's very easy. There's uh, You can go into your tools and settings and under your tools and settings, it'll say create a new account or a business account. And you simply hit the plus sign and you start to begin to create a, a business account. Then you have your company logo set up. Uh, all your contact information, your website. And this is also just setting up this free listing. This is the free portion of it. You get a free personal listing and a free business listing. Once you have that set up, you can then post things to your business account and your personal account that your company is doing to let your friends and family and people that follow you on that social media platform uh, know what you're doing. So that would be the free portion of it. So I could say, mm -hmm. I'm running a deadbolt special this month, uh, deadbolt included, service call included, drilling a fresh hole included, we'll call it $250. Or if you want to make it a real special, $199 for a complete deadbolt installation. You could post that in text onto your personal Facebook account, and then you can post that to your business account. Now that's going to get you, depending on how many friends and followers you have, that's going to get you a little bit of exposure. Maybe 20, 50, possibly 100 people may see that particular ad or offer that you have. When you go to boost that post, when you post it on your business page, there'll be a little sign or a little tag underneath there that says boost post. What boost post means is that you'll have to add a credit card or bank account information or PayPal account of some sort. You'll have to be tied to some kind of payment form. And what you do with that boosted post is you can say, I want to spend $10 a day for the next six days, and that would cost me $60. It will then run you through the campaign program, and it'll say, what is your demographic? 
to, I want this ad to reach people within 50 mile radius of my location where my address is registered. And I want to reach people over 30 years old, but under 65. That would be your target spending demographic. I want this ad to reach people that recently searched for the search term locksmith, deadbolt, or rekey. Once you plug in all of those different settings, your ad campaign gets submitted to Facebook, and then they say, we either approve this ad or deny it. As long as there's not any inappropriate material and you've selected all the boxes correctly, your ad would then go live. And then you can spend anywhere between $10 and $60 or $100 or how, however much you want to spend for that particular ad. Now, instead of the free post just reaching the people that liked your page or the followers that you have subscribed to your page, it's going to go into other people's feed that searched for those search terms that fit your demographic. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Does that oh, explain yes, a little does. bit? Yeah, no, okay. That's perfect. And you know, it really sounds very reasonable if someone is not sure how to do it. That's a great way to start without expending a lot of money at the beginning. And you can start increasing your budget as you see fit. So that's a great way to start. Absolutely. So my next question would be, which and how many social media platforms do I need to be on? And if I start with just one, which would be my best option? Okay. I'm going to actually consider Google part of social media now. If you look at the new Google feed on your phone, everybody that I really interact with and, and myself personally, I use my phone for everything. It is very rare that I get on a computer nowadays. I get on a computer to do work or to host a class or to do uh, interviews like this. That's that's fine. But nine times out of 10, I'm on my phone. And on my phone, I've noticed a very particular trend lately. The Instagram and TikTok and Facebook style news feeds where you post something, it has the option to like on it, it has the option to comment on it, it has the option to dislike it, and it has the option to interact with each one of those posts. Google is following suit and quickly doing a very similar uh, feed style system. So I'm going to consider Google uh, part of social media as well. Mm -hmm. I would say if you are in a large city with a lot of competitors, Google is going to be a very expensive way for you to place your ads. You're not going to rank very well, and you're going to pay a lot of money for certain keywords. If you're in a small town, like I'm in a fairly small town, I would say I, I would consider a small town less than 50,000 people. If you're in a town of less than 50,000 people, Google would be a great place to start. And again, it works very, very similar. You set up your business listing. You get that for free. You get your free Google Maps listing. You get your free Google listing. You put all of your company information into there. And then you have your free listing. What Google offers you next is you can apply for their ad system and run the banner ads. So when you do a Google search and you see those top rated pages that come up on your feed, it'll say ad next to it. Those are paid for advertisements. And those will come above your organic listing in most cases. You can run a decent Google ads campaign for around $500 a month. That's what I usually set my budget at. Okay. And I'll run several different campaigns. 
And I never do a set it and forget it style ad. I'm always changing and altering things. So we have to get out of that mindset of I've picked my picture. I've picked all my information. I've submitted my phone book ad, and that's all I need to do for the next year. We need to move out of that mindset and we need to move into what's going to be the most effective way for me to maximize my return on investment on the products and services that I want to encourage sales on the most. So for example, a Google ad is going to need keywords and expensive keywords would be 24-hour locksmith. That is going to be one of the most expensive key search terms that will cost you the most amount of money mm -hmm. and give you the least amount of results. So instead of using 24-hour locksmith, I would prefer to use something like that I specialize with. So I want to specialize in safe work or ATM work or electronic access installation. So I would set up my ad campaign and my keywords to say electronic access control specialist Wayne Winton with Tri-County Locksmith Service. And my keywords would be access control and specialist. That would give me around a $10 to $15 per click ad campaign. And what PPE or pay-per-click, PPC. PPC, if you've heard PPC, it stands for pay-per-click advertising. Right. That means Google runs your ad and it places it at the top. And when somebody clicks on it, it takes them to your website or gives them your phone number. And you pay for that, whether you run the call or not. That's that's one form of it. Uh, the second thing you could do with Google is you can do what's called Google Guaranteed. You'll see the green check mark, and that green check mark means that you went through an extra verification system. You submitted some extra paperwork. I actually have to do a video interview with Google, showing them our uniforms, trucks, tools that we have. They really do an in-depth search to make sure that you have the equipment and that you are actually a, a legitimate locksmith and not just somebody that's fly by night that's just running out of their car. Wow, that's good to know. It is. So once you submit all of that information, and this does take quite a bit, it, it's actually taken me about six months uh, to get my Google guaranteed status. So it, it, there's a lot of back and forth to it. But once you get it, then you go to the top of those Google Maps listings and you have the green check verified next to your name or your company name. And that again, you pay for that check mark and you pay for that top ranking. So every time somebody clicks on it and it takes them to your website or to your phone number, you would then pay whatever you set your fee at, $5 a click, $10 a click, $20 a click, whatever you set it at. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yeah, it does. So uh, you had mentioned earlier mm -hmm. Facebook. Now, if someone says, well, which of these two should I start with from the very beginning just to get my feet wet? Would yeah. you say it should be Google or should it be Facebook? Boy, that is a very that is a very tough question. I would say if you live in a large metropolitan area, I would say Facebook would be the way to go. That's going to give you a different avenue and a better in. The large locksmith shops that have 10 trucks running around or the scammers are going to, they're going to plaster Google and they're going to bury you. And you're going to be paying upwards of 20, 50, 70, 
mm-hmm. per click to rank on that. So I would think that would be a pretty poor return on investment and you could go broke doing that very quickly. Whereas Facebook, you can really set those ads very low. You can set them at you know, $5, $10, $15, $20 a day, and you can really reach a significant audience with that amount of money in those areas. If you live in a smaller area where maybe you only have four or five competitors and maybe only one or two of them are are running Google ad campaigns, you can get away with that $10, $15, $20 per day budget with Google. So I, I hate to I hate to be uh, not you know indecisive like that. If you live in a big city, Facebook. If you live in a small city, Google's going to be better for you. So it just is dependent on where you are. It's dependent on where you are and what kind of competition you're facing. If you have right. thick, heavy competition, Facebook is going to be a whole lot more productive, in my opinion. Really, to be perfectly honest, you should be running both Google and Facebook ads. You're really at a disadvantage if you're not doing both. Good point. Very good. From what we've been saying so far, it, it pretty much appears that the idea of social media is to boost and promote uh, marketing and advertising of your business. Now, if that is true, I, I kind of think back to a college professor. I remember him telling us in class, and it was a great phrase. He said, just remember this. You're not selling the hot dog. You're selling the sizzle. Right. And kind of always makes me think whenever I'm doing any kind of advertising or marketing, what it is you're trying to get out to the people. You know, I, I wouldn't think there are a lot of people that want to hear about keys and locks even though we love it. How do I get people interested in my business? That's an excellent question. It would depend on what your specialty is. What I tell people is abandon the general calls or or keywords. So words like rekey, 24-7 locksmith, lockout service, those low-end calls that don't produce a lot of income are the ones you want to avoid. And those are the ones that the scammers are paying really, really high fees for. They're blanketing that market. So they're going to pay $80 for that 24-7 lockout key search term. And they're going to go out there. And of course, they're not going to charge the $19.99 that they advertise. They're going to charge six, dollars $700 because they're scammers. That's what they do. Uh, and that's how they can afford that pay-per-click style advertising. I prefer to give it a more personal note. I want to know, I want to make sure that we focus on the service and the service would be the sizzle. Everybody can sell a deadbolt. They got deadbolts for sale. They got locks for sale at Lowe's, Home Depot, anywhere you go, any hardware store, Walmart has them. However, I sell high security locks. I sell restricted keyways. I sell security solutions that solve problems that the internet actually caused. For example, one of my best sales tactics is when I come across somebody and they have a Schlage or a Quickset lock, I ask them to Google on their phone, Schlage or Quickset lock picked. And when they do that, they're shocked to find that there are literally hundreds of thousands, if not millions of videos of people picking the exact same lock that is on their door. That is the perfect window for me to slide in and say, I have a product that this can't happen with. And that's where we sell our high security systems, whichever ones 
you you actually deal with. And I recommend that every locksmith have a restricted keyway and a high security option because that's really what we can sell. Locksmiths sell security. We don't sell locks. We sell peace of mind, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Good. That's very good. I, I remember hearing you say at one point you made a analogy of how radio used to be 15 years ago and how that applies here. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So one of the concepts that I would use with, let's say, Facebook, for example, Facebook would be a great opportunity to place those ads. And what would happen is your ad is going to show up in a person's feed and they may scroll past it once. They may scroll past it twice. They may scroll past it 15, 20 times. But what happened when we used to listen to the radio 15, 20 years ago in the car? You heard the same ad for the same so-and-so plumber or electrician or attorney or whatever it is, whatever catchy jingle that, that got your attention. And you heard that ad three times a day, five days a week for months, if not years. Therefore, when you needed a plumber or you needed an electrician, or you needed an attorney, that number was literally seared into your brain, into your subconscious, and you knew exactly who you needed to call. So you'd either know the number right off the top of your head, or you'd pick up the phone book, find the person who you were familiar with, who you've heard on the radio a, a million times, and you would call that person. The same concept applies with social media. If my ad has been rolling in front of this person for the past six months, and they've scrolled past it 15 times, they didn't click on it, so it never cost me any money. However, they were still seeing my company logo and branding. Therefore, when they go to go do a Google search for my company or for a locksmith, they're going to see the same logo and the same company and the same phone number and the same smiling face on Google that they saw on Facebook. And that subconsciously brings them to my listing and it allows them to call me. They're going to choose me over somebody who didn't place those ads because they're not familiar with that brand. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It does. And you know, we still do that today. We see it all the time on television, these ads for lawyers, yes. these ads for uh, Medicare Advantage, these ads <laughs> that keep repeating over and over and over. Uh, they just stick in your mind. And you know, repetition is necessary in sales. A one-time ad isn't going to do it. No. So from what I'm hearing is if you do social media the correct way, you're hitting over and over in a variety of different ways. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let, me, let me ask you this. Uh -huh. How do I know exactly what will engage them and attract followers for me? That is a great question. So you have to look at this as a two-part two scenario. Uh, if Here's how I explain this to most people. If I'm a single mom, let's just say, and I lock my keys in my car and my kid is in my car, I am in a dire panic. Or let's say there's a victim of domestic violence or you just fired somebody and there was a hostile uh, employee that left. Right. You are in an escalated situation. In that escalated situation, nobody's picking up the newspaper to find a locksmith. Nobody's going to Facebook to find a locksmith. Nobody's going anywhere except straight to Google to find that locksmith. 
However, the preemptive stuff that you've done where you've been in that person's feed and they've seen your company and they can brand recognize you or they've seen your trucks locally, that is what encourages them to call your particular number and select you above the other people. Also, having an immaculate listing with lots of five-star reviews uh, is also going to help. So you need to have a listing that really, really looks good. It shows people. It shows the actual people that work for you, not a bunch of clip art. And it shows your actual company trucks. People want, when they're in a dire situation like that, domestic violence is a, is a perfect example of that. And this, this person is going to call you and they want to see the truck and the person that they see in that ad come to their location and help them out. If that doesn't happen, they're going to be a whole lot more on edge and the situation is going to be a whole lot more high stakes than being open like that. So I really don't recommend any kind of clip art or just selecting random photos off of Google. I really recommend getting local, getting your team together. If it's just you, take pictures of yourself, uh, take pictures of your truck. If you have a team, take pictures of your team, all your employees the people at the front desk, everybody take group pictures and take them with your trucks and use those for your ads. That's what's really going to create a quality ad campaign. As far as getting followers to actually follow your page, like your Facebook page or your Instagram page, getting followers is going to be more important for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Those would be the platforms where you want to gain followers. If you want to gain followers, you have to give something of value. Therefore, I use videos to give something of value. I show people what the difference between a Schleg or Quickset common keyway and a restricted or high security keyway is. I have videos that show this. I give people information on deadbolts. I give information people on electronic access. I provide a lot of content and value for the people that are my audience. So when they randomly bump into my video, they like it and then they follow me. And now my post will show up in their newsfeed from then on. So you have to make it interesting. Right, right. Well, this just kind of struck me. I'm trying to engage uh, the viewers and, and, and tracking followers. What kind of evaluation tool is there? How do you know if you're effective in doing this or what you are doing is effective? Is there any kind of tracking or way to know or how do you know if it's effective? Absolutely. When you make a post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube, that post is going to track data. It's going to track how many people interacted with it it's gonna track how many people commented on it. If you get a lot of comments, that means you posted something that either really helped somebody or really irritated somebody, <laughs> depending on what the comments say. And I'm sure you'll get a feel for that based off of the comments. You'll also get a view count. So for Facebook and, well, actually all of the platforms, if you post a video, it will say 20 people viewed your video or 100 people viewed your video. That's universal across TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There's also another button, a like button or a dislike button. 
And that like or dislike button will will uh, be one more way to gauge how many people liked your video. So let's say you have a video. If I post a video, it has 100 people view it. I have, let's say, 10 people post positive comments and 25 people liked that video. That would be a very successful ad campaign, mm. in my opinion. You're going to have 100 people that saw it. They're going to be 100 people that are familiar with your brand and that you're you're building your brand with. You had 25 people like it. They paused enough to take the time to actually poke a button and say, hey, I like this. I agree with what this person says. And then you had a 10% feedback rate with people that liked it so much, they decided to actually take the time to post a comment and let you know how they felt about your video. Okay, that's good. I think from uh, those who have never done this before, they should be getting excited to want to do it. So they might then ask, how often should I add content? That's another wonderful question. As much as you possibly can. I would personally say the absolute minimum would be once a week to add content to your social media pages for your business. Mm -hmm. I do it several times a day in my case. So there's there's everything in between. I would say at a minimum, if you want to just stay relevant at all, once a day would be sufficient. If you uh, want to excel, then at least once per day. Okay. So Wayne, do I need to actively follow people that I don't know? That's, you can. It depends on what you're trying to do. I'm trying to build a gigantic audience. So yes, I will follow people that are, I will specifically go online when I'm trying to build a huge audience. I'm going to type in to that uh, social media platform, locksmith or lock or lock picking or whatever search term you're looking for. And when you type that in there, it's going to give you, give you the names of people and accounts that also like that same topic. I'm going to then follow those people, even if I don't know them, because it's going to create half of a connection. Once we have half of a connection, it will then I will then show up on their suggested list to follow me back. When they follow me back, that's how I gain my audience. Mm -hmm. you so you're really first. wanting to build an audience for yourself, so to speak. Yes. When you build an audience, every time you post something, your post reaches that audience. That's how some of the algorithms work. Now, I want to be 100% clear and transparent. The algorithms that Google, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok, and all of those companies use are highly guarded secrets, and they change randomly, often. However, interaction and content is always king. So if you are supplying good quality content that people are watching and interacting with, you will rank higher and it will suggest more people follow you and it will suggest that you follow more people that have posted similar content. Okay, Wayne, I am a pretty passionate and vocal person when I am committed to something. So should I ever discuss or post anything political or spiritual, for example? 
this is where the separation of your personal account and your business account will come into play. Oh, good. I, yeah. I personally use, I would never post anything political or religious on my business account mm -hmm. simply because those are rules for the dinner table. If you don't want to have an argument at a family dinner, don't bring up religion or politics. <laughs> if you choose to do that on your own page, it will be separate from your business, but there still can be a little bit of conflict there because if somebody, if you offend somebody enough, they're going to see that you own that business account. And should they decide to dig into your platform or profile, they could then, that could lead them to go write negative reviews about your business in response to whatever you posted on your personal page. So religion and politics are a strict no-no for both business and personal for me personally. However, I do know that other people feel very different about that, and they do like to express themselves on their personal page, which is completely up to them and their choice. Uh, what I think people have to remember is that, and I think this statistic is close to this, for every that uh, for every one negative response or reaction, it takes seven positive ones to counteract that. So at a seven to one rate, you want to avoid as much negativity as you can in advertising and obviously in social media. So, you know, I think probably talking about maybe your hobbies or something like that would be okay, but you better watch, you know, what you're talking about very carefully. Okay. Absolutely. 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 And my strategy is I don't like I don't post just locksmith related things on my personal and my business page because that is boring to most people. Most people have absolutely no clue what we're doing, why we're doing it or what is going on. So because I live in the beautiful state of Colorado, I get the privilege of taking beautiful photos of snow capped mountaintops. Uh, right now, we're just about ready to hit the peak uh, fall foliage, so I will take several pictures of that. I will take pictures of wildlife, deer, pets is a huge one right now. If you have photos of your dogs and cats or neighbors' dogs and cats, family, kids, whatever, um, those are all great things to post on your personal and your business page. Nine times out of ten, I will get more interaction out of a post of a friendly dog or cat or deer or bear that I met that day, then I will posting something that is locksmith related. Sure. Okay. Well, getting back, Wayne, to the financial portion of this, if I pay someone to manage uh, my media platforms, what should I expect to pay? That is yet another wonderful question. Normally, you would have a setup fee. I don't personally do this and I don't personally pay anybody to do it, but I would say around $1,000 to $1,200 for an initial setup fee, meaning that they're going to have access to your account, they're going to have all the login information, and they're going to give you a commitment to maintain that account of, let's say they're going to make four posts a month. That's once a week. That would probably run you between four and $600. That means that company is going to set up your account, make sure that all your contact information is correct, make sure that everything is set up correctly, and then post content to your social media page for you on your behalf. 
and interact with those comments and things that people do with that as well. So you're not paying them for just the post, you're paying them for an all-around maintenance. So an initial deposit or site builder fee and a monthly fee would be expected. Normally, like I said, right around a thousand to twelve hundred dollars setup fee, and then between four and six hundred dollars a month would be a reasonable fee for somebody to maintain your account for around four posts a month. And that makes sense because there are so many locksmiths that are so busy going out into the field, they don't have time to get in front of that computer and do all these posts and the things that are necessary. And they may not be good writers, so they may not want to. And this is a perfect out for them to continue using social media by not having to physically do it themselves. So they consider it an advertising cost of doing business. Absolutely. Just like you paid the phone book companies to design your ad, place the ad, distribute the phone books, uh, and, and get all your information correct and make sure that everything is edited correctly. Nobody on, in their right mind would have thought about doing all of that work themselves and all of the Photoshop and editing all of themselves um, when we were running phone book ads. So why would you do that for social media? Social media is just simply the new phone book. Google's the new phone book. Right. So just hiring a professional is actually a very, very much recommended thing to do. One other thing you can do is if you have somebody, if you have a family member that is familiar with social media, you could have them run and maintain your account. That would probably save you some money and make it just a little bit more tidy for you. I would also, if you're going to hire a company, make sure that you have a proper contract and make sure that that contract is looked over by your personal attorney because what'll happen is once you give this person permission to log into your account and to maintain your account, they could also delete your account. So if you have a financial quarrel, they can literally shut you down and take you off the internet. That would be a devastating blow to any business at this point in time, in this day and age. And you would have to start from scratch. That would mean all of the reviews that you've collected Everything that you possibly did, all the posts you made, all the pictures, everything you've built and set up for the past year, two, three, five, ten years would all be destroyed and gone. And once it's deleted, there's no way to recover that account. You would literally be starting over from scratch. So make sure you have a proper contract looked over by an attorney with a reputable company that has good reviews and has been in business for a while. So they're not fly by night. You'll get a lot of emails. If they're approaching you to do your social media, that's an automatic red flag and an automatic no-go. I will do my own research for my own people that I want somebody locally to do my social media advertising for me. That would be my recommendation on that. Excellent points. Now, Facebook still is one of the most viewed and followed social media sites but there are locksmiths who barely know how to get onto the computer and go there, much less setting up a site for themselves and their business. So how would they go about setting up a site for their own business? They would need to take some training classes. Um, I have taught the social media classes for Aloha at the trade shows and conventions. I believe will be the next one will be at the SAFTA convention in Reno. So if somebody would like to take a live class and begin learning this stuff, uh, look for that in 2023, probably be hosting the same class at the Aloha convention as well. So that would be the first way to do it. 
I believe they're, they will be offering some webinars this month as well on social media marketing too. So taking one of those classes, I actually show you whether you have set up an email account in your life or not. We can set you up from beginning to end. We have a beginners and an advanced class. Uh, the beginners class is about three to four hours long and the advanced class is about three to four hours long. So both of them put together is an entire day. And we walk you through the process, whether you've never even attempted to set up an account all the way up to some very advanced and tricky things for even the most advanced social media gurus out there. There's something for everybody in those classes. Whether so you, you are going, I'm sorry, you are going through step by step exactly what they need to do to yes. get this off the ground. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. I do screenshots. Every time I set up an account or built an ad campaign, I specifically took screenshots of my steps along the way and documented all that information so that I could build this class to teach other people how to do it. So it would literally be paint by numbers. You can follow along in the class on your phone as we go and input your information. And as we move throughout the class, you're literally building your own social media pages. Good. And I can, I'm right there to help you if you run into a roadblock. Like an individual question or individual help. Yes. Good. Exactly. Excellent. So I, we should probably say that for the webinars, many of the webinars that are out there, the viewers can go to www.aloa.org to find out when these webinars are on and you are hosting a number of them. So that would be good for them to start getting their feet wet if they have not done so at this point. Absolutely. Whether you take my class or whether you take somebody else's uh, through whatever avenue you decide to go down, uh, getting, getting education, there's no difference between needing to be educated and have a proper toolbox built for your social media campaign, just as you would build your toolbox and take classes to do your job. If you're an automotive locksmith and you take new automotive classes to do high security cars like BMWs and Mercedes, you're investing in your own education. Why wouldn't you do that for your advertising? You can be the best locksmith in the world. But if you're not advertising with social media these days, you're probably sitting on the couch and that's no place to be. Well, and, and it would be remiss of me not to say that there are many excellent business classes offered through Aloha as well. Because as you said, you can be the best locksmith in your area, but if you don't know the mechanics of running a good business, which is separate, yes. then you're going to lose a lot of income and maybe even your business. And I'm glad you mentioned earlier about having an attorney look at that contract because number one, contracts should not be just created by an individual unless you're an attorney and you should have one to look that over. It's just good business practice. So along with social media, a fundamental knowledge of how to run a sound business is also very important. And again, that can be found through aloha.org as well. So Wayne, in closing, what would you say to anyone out there who might be still skeptical or on the fence about using social media to advertise their business or promote it in the industry? Come on in, the water's fine. <laughs> Give it a try. 
Yeah, find one of your find one of your kids, find a niece, nephew, find somebody under 20 years old and have them show you how to do it. They'll show you how to do it really, really quickly and have them help you. And uh, an office manager, you know, if you if you again, if you don't want to do it yourself, having an office manager, keeping it in house would be another great way to do it. Just nieces, nephews, kids, anybody under 20, 25 years old will be able to utilize and navigate through social media because they do it every single day. And what about locksmiths that are concerned about privacy issues and tracking? If you have a smartphone, you're on the grid. You're either in <laughs> or you're out. Exactly, exactly. Right. And I think you related this earlier to the idea of the phone book. You know, that's a little outdated right now. It basically died a number of years ago. And without having good, strong social media presence, yeah, it's, you're probably not maximizing what you should do, right? Absolutely. Here's my philosophy on social media today. If you think back 10, 15, 20 years ago, we used to have TV. And if you didn't have cable TV, then you had the basics. You had let's say Fox News, CNN, uh, CBS, PBS, those were public TV channel stations. And you would have commercials ran on those stations that would provide content that generated people's interest so that the advertisement could be played on there. Social media is simply replacing those channels. The internet is now the new TV or media, if you will. You would be I would be able to say, Facebook would be the new Fox. And I'm not, again, I'm not getting into political reasons or anything like that. I'm just trying to tie one thing to another. Right. Facebook would be like Fox. Instagram is PBS. Uh, TikTok is CNN. And on and on you go. So you have the ability to get your business, yourself, your individual self, and your voice and your message out there on a massive platform through those channels right now for free or for a little bit of investment you can get your ads ran on there and interact with new customers and if you think back just a number of years ago the only options people had were print media newspapers and phone books television ads extremely expensive radio ads those were the three main ways you needed to think about advertising other than direct marketing, mailing things out, giveaways, promotional ideas, but social media can do so much more in such a larger frame of, uh, of space than you can, uh, that you could do years ago. So it should be a goal for most people. Absolutely. If you're not becoming familiar with social media, every day that you wait, you're being left that much further behind and it will be that much harder to try and catch up to the rest of the pack. I interact with social media, to be quite honest, at least 50 times a day. And even at the pace I sit at, I still see new things that pop up and show up that I have to investigate and see what those new buttons and see what those new options and see what those new platforms are so that I can remain relevant and familiar with them and capitalize on them to make sure I can keep my business relevant in 2022. Exactly. I mean, there are still locksmiths who say, I don't even have a website. 
Shame there, on that. There are. And, you know, there are some people, if you, let's say, if you're an exception and you're in with a banking industry or you've, you just work for national service providers or you want to, you know, you've got a few ins yes. that doesn't yes. require that, then by all means, if that's working for you, great. But I like to cast the net wide. I don't ever put all of my eggs in one basket, even the social media basket, because if you get banned from one of those social media platforms and you can't utilize that anymore, or even if there's a technical glitch or error, or people can't access the internet for that day, for whatever reason, we've had Verizon outages where I couldn't use my phone for a day. People weren't finding me that day. However, I still got phone calls because... I'm in people's phone, uh, like property management companies and city municipalities and police departments and water districts and uh, all of these different municipalities. I'm just in those people's phone as the locksmith to call. So I use word of mouth. Um, Social media is going to get you a new customer. It's up to you to be able to keep that customer and turn them into a lifelong loyal customer. Great points, Wayne. You know, and, and, and as you said earlier, you know, one, one uh, thing doesn't fit everybody. Everybody's in a different situation. Like you said, there are locksmiths that just work with uh, national service providers, and that's the majority, or they work in uh, uh, together in tandem with, with a bank or an institution. They may not need a website, but I'm talking about the locksmiths that have a full-fledged business. They're dealing with the public all the time. They need to focus on how they can best work with the internet, social media, electronics, uh, electronic media, the best way they can. And I think, Wayne, you've covered the best ways to get started. So hopefully our listeners will, will get some gems of wisdom from what you said today. I hope so. And if anybody wants to ask any questions, feel free to look me up on any of those social media platforms. The name is Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, Winton, W-I-N-T-O-N. We're on Google, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Great. Well, thank you, Wayne. It's been a great podcast. And this has been Locksmith Talk with Aloha as your podcast host, William Link. Until next time, stay well.